Welcome to Sermon Q&A. Pastor Michael with you. I'm in the studio with Pastor Craig, and we have a guest today, Pastor Peter from Uganda. And on September 19th, 2021, Pastor Craig and I preached on dark magic. Mm. It's in our series on spiritual war. So Pastor Craig, question for you today is, are the gods and spirits of false religions demons? I struggled with this one because a piece of wood is a piece of wood. A piece of stone is a piece of stone. But when you look at this through God's eyes, it's very interesting that when we give credence to this inanimate object, we have a tendency to um, to give it the attributes of God. Mm. When we do that, we open a door to the spirit realm for it to take really possession mm. of area that we should be redeeming for the Lord. One of the greatest examples of this is in the book of Isaiah, when Isaiah, it's kind of a funny passage, actually. You, we, we talked about this, where Isaiah was, um, um, was, he was kind of mocking the people. He said, why don't you get a piece of wood, cut it in half. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Cut it in half. Yeah. Uh, one half, create an idol that you devote your life to, yeah. that you'll sacrifice your kids to, you know, you'll give your whole, your whole identity to, and the other half, chop in a kindling and warm yourself. And, and it's almost, it's like a mocking of what they were doing with these pieces of wood or these, these pieces of, of stone. But in reality, these, these objects, these inanimate objects have a tendency to steal our soul because they are possessed by the spirit realm in ways that we don't understand. When the children of Israel walked into the promised land, God's greatest warning to them was don't get with the people of the land because don't marry with them. Don't, don't, because what, what's going to happen is you'll adapt their practices. Yeah. And what, the one practice God said, do not adapt over and over and over again, it fills the Old Testament, mm. was devotion to idols. Mm. And this is exactly, as we know now, this is exactly what happened to Israel because they did not clean out the land. They instead, it exactly happened like God like God had warned them about. They adopted the idols of the land. Oh. And, and those idols took their hearts further and further away from God. Yeah. Uh, even the kings. I mean, the kings, some kings would come up and they would rid the land of the idols and it would be like, yay, yay, hurrah, hurrah. But, but then another evil king would come up and put all those altars right back up. Wow. And, uh, it's like and, American politics. Yeah, one, yeah. one politician sets up a bunch of stuff, another tears it down and sets up it other stuff. And then totally comes is. over and it's like back but, and forth. But in the Old Testament, it was far more evil kings than there were righteous ones. Yeah. So Israel's heart was, was constantly drawn away from God because of these pieces of wood and these pieces of stone. Mm. And so these, these objects represented more than just inanimate objects. Mm. They represented what you are going to enter into the spirit realm through. And so as we studied yeah, on Sunday, uh, God said to Moses, I'm going to give you a means whereby you can access the spirit realm, but it's not through wood and it's not through stone. It's through the prophet that will come. Mm -hmm. And then in the New Testament, we're, we're told that this prophet was Jesus Christ. He, he was the one that came. And Jesus said, I love this verse. It takes on a whole new meaning when you look at it this way. Jesus said, I am the way, mm -hmm. the truth, and the life. And then he says, no one mm. comes to the Father except mm. through me. We could say no one accesses the spiritual realm except through me. Mm. He's the prophet that was prophesied. He's the one that arrived. And then he's talked about all through the New Testament as to the one that we are to surrender to and give the authority of our lives to, yeah, not to stones, not to wood, but to Jesus Christ. And that's why... Um, when God talks about idols and the potential of idols and, and false religions and, and what they have the potential to do, 
The spirit realm is alive and well, and those spirits are looking to enter into our lives through any means possible. Mm -hmm. And they will access us through inanimate objects or mm -hmm. through chance or yeah. through relig uh, family religious yeah. uh, items that yeah. we hang on to. Um, they will access us through any means possible because they want to convince us of Satan's ongoing mission that he is not God, but he is like God. Yep. So if you want to access the spirit realm, you can do it through Jesus, but you can also do it yep. through these other means as wow. well. So it's it's an insidious situation uh, that we find ourselves in because we are born onto this battlefield, but most people don't know it. Yep. We're born on the wrong side and most people don't yep. know it. And when we, when we access the spirit realm, through anything but Jesus, we're opening the door to all of those spirits in that realm to enter into our lives in yeah. ways that we're not prepared to 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 uh, mm -hmm. to, to give up. I give you one mm -hmm. verse yeah. that kind of opened my eyes to this in a new way as we were uh, studying through this and preaching through this. It's in First Corinthians ten nineteen. It says, "Consider the people of Israel are not those who eat the sacrifice participants at the altar." What am I implying? Uh, this is Paul talking to the New Testament church about the Old Testament practices mm. of idol worship mm. and also New Testament practices mm -hmm. of idol worship. He says, what am I implying? That food offered to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, those things are nothing. I imply what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with mm. demons. You can't drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You can't partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Wow. Paul is making blunt. it very clear. If you access a spirit realm through mm. any means other than Jesus Christ, you are accessing the demonic realm of yep. the spirit realm. Mm. And that is, that is what kind of scares me to death because uh, after we finished our message, I told you a little bit about this. I got a lot of uh, feedback from some of our young people. One of the things that they're doing on Instagram right now is they're doing this thing called manifestation, which is a sorcery term. It's a magic term. It's a witchcraft term. But it's very, I, <laughs> the kids in my car, I was, I, we had some international students with us, and they, they all knew. They all knew what manifestation was. Mm. And they would write on a piece of paper, and it was on Instagram, and the, the prince of the power of the air is controlling the airwaves. Yeah. And he's getting to our kids, and they're, they're doing these... Uh, really, they're satanic chants. They just write something down over and over again until they get it. They manifest it. Yeah, yeah. They access the spirit realm to give them what they want. And we talked about this. Uh, what are the three things? Lust, knowledge. Uh, yes, power. Yeah, power. Lust. And knowledge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. are the three things. Yeah. And and it's interesting. When you, um, I, I re researched some of the, the beautiful people, some of the... Um, um, Hollywood celebrities that were <laughs> into witchcraft. People. That's a great term. And uh, I accessed them and why they were doing witchcraft. Every yeah. one of them gave one of those three answers. Wow. Katy Perry uh, is into witchcraft because she wants to want somebody to love her. Wow. Um, other others because they want knowledge or power. It's one of those three yeah. things. And I got to tell you, if you want any of those things, Jesus said, "I am the way, yeah. the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except yeah. through through me." One warning. Yeah. One theologian that I love says this, sin will take you further than you're willing to go, keep you longer than you're willing to stay, and cost you more than you're willing to pay. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Wow. Do you, um, I want to ask you, Peter, because we're, as is, is we're processing this here, yeah. and I, I've brought this up in our last sermon Q&A we did with you, but I want to highlight it. Uh, one of the, the biggest threats to you guys is um, Muslim fundamentalism, extremism, yeah. particularly uh, subcategory of, of ISIS that has yep. uh, 
uh, a hold on major parts of Uganda. And um, it's interesting because when we think about the demonic nature of religion, um, I want you to just share with um, Craig and I and everyone watching and listening here, um, what is their agenda with children? And as as you hear Mm. this, um, what I want you to hear is this is a demonically inspired faith religion. Um, Like demons were like, hmm, let's put together a book or a version of something that allows this. So describe for us, and and I think our audience will just hear the inherent demonic influence in Islamic fundamentalism? I think to begin with, uh, there's no, uh, um, there's a clear relationship between the agenda of uh, uh, the certain and the agenda of their beliefs because one, hatred and death is a huge part of it. Mm, From the beginning, you've got to hate, you know, um, the people that don't believe like you they don't do what we do. And then you got to kill, you know, putting these children as they kidnap them and train them and prepare them and harden their hearts mm. to be ready to um, put a bomb there and be suicide bombers. Yeah. Would you and just receive 51 of these kids from the Uganda government yes. who were taken from um, Muslim yeah. extremism and yeah. now you are rehabilitating them, yeah. right? I mean, so you see this. They isolate them completely and ingrain into them the evil agenda mm-hmm. that is uh, um, aimed at hating, killing, and fulfilling their agenda. Mm-hmm. And it's purely evil. And they use the children because they are easy mm-hmm. to instill, Multiple. yeah, yeah. Uh, to initiate them. And so uh, it's purely evil. Mm-hmm. Um and what they do to them, even through the processes, I mean, children as young as 13 are given to as child um, brides to uh, the commanders uh, into fighting. Uh, before the 51 that we received two years ago, we received 121. And among those, we had about 15 girls who were under the age of 14 that had babies. Others were pregnant. Others had uh, urinary tract infections. Um, and then the boys were so hard heartened for you to find a little child of, you know, nine, 10, 11 years who is willing to stab you and kill you and hardened and, and cause you an infidel and wants to kill you, mm. uh, is not the heart of God in children. Mm. And so it is demonic influence upon their lives, uh, to turn them into advanced um, demonic or evil agents uh, uh, to go and kill and destroy and 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 person and pure evil. Yeah, well. it's interesting the the contrast. I mean, we're talking about false religions, and the contrast being that the spirit realm is alive and well, looking to act on our children, largely on our children because they can influence them. Like you said, the yeah. easiest. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting the contrast between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of yeah. Satan. Um, Satan is the thief that breaks in to kill and destroy. And God is the one who gave up his only son so that we could be free and have real life and redeem the spaces around us. And yet we live in a world that, that seems in our culture to look at Christianity as the evil one and all other religions as the positive ones. And it's almost like they, they're not willing to do their homework. 
to see what's right in front of them. I mean, you live in this, Peter, on a regular basis. Uh, This is not hard research, right? It's right there for people to see. And yet they choose not to see it. Why do you think, like, why do you think that's so hard for the American church to realize what's happening around the world? Um, I guess... uh, Lifestyle defines us in in some ways to choose what we follow and what we decide to to do. Um, I have to be careful here on on, uh, on assessing the American church. Assess uh, away. <laughs> I mean, you have you have uh, outside eyes, uh, which gives you right. clarity. Yeah. But one See of the things spots. really I I struggle with uh, not struggle, but I deal with all the time is when I come here. Uh, it's always almost easy to not need God. Mm. Uh, and, and maybe I'm, I'm uh, trying to be careful, but um, it is the reality because sometimes when you have um, ability to sort your life in practical ways, there is no need for you to realize the spiritual calling upon your life uh, uh, to respond, um, and um, and that doesn't doesn't make it better for us as well because it is there is a huge oppression and blindness mm-hmm. and lack of uh, um, lack of extensive spread of the gospel for the opening of the eyes. And there's a lot of openness. I, I'll tell you that you will go into one village in our area and people are quite willing to receive and to know Christ as well. But there's also a lot of uh, manipulation that is happening in, in all levels of uh, uh, spiritual mm. you know, mm. approach. And so you're fighting mm. both the desperation, but also... Um, uh, fighting the vulnerabilities and whoever gets a leeway quickly into the lives of those people mm. influences them mm. as well as the children. Mm. And so for us, that's where we we want to focus on the children, not necessarily not the adults because they are quite easy and vulnerable. Um, um, I think... Um, one thing I so I had somebody say that uh, if you ever find yourself in a comfortable place, know there is a problem for the cause mm. of Christ. And I, I don't know if that's true because um, every time I find myself mm. too comfortable, I find myself um, m- maybe not on the mission yeah not as engaged <laughs> not as yeah. engaged yeah. because life is easy and right. okay yeah. and uh and times that sh- uh, shake my comfort kind mm. of awaken my spiritual um intensity to be able to respond or to be aware or to discern uh what god is calling me to do in some ways and it doesn't mean that always um uh, you put me in a spot here. <laughs> I like no, it. That's good. You're, you're yeah. speaking really. And I think a part of the, yeah. the challenge for us is we don't know who or what to believe anymore. Like the, yeah. the stories that you share about what goes on in a regular day in your life are so unbelievable for the American culture to even believe it exists because it's not reported on. Mm-hmm. Instead, what's reported on is silly stuff, you know, just, just pedant, like 
like stuff that doesn't matter. And we're so used to it that we, we dig in pages that we expect to find things yeah. and we don't dig to find truth. And the reality is the spiritual oppression is all around us, yeah. all over the world. And uh, as we dig into the, you know, into, um, into the, the Bible and in our faith, we, we have been given the authority to, uh, to sense it and actually to respond upon it. Mm. And the boldness of Christ in us to be able to respond upon it um, uh, is in our hands. Are, yeah. What are you going to see and how are you going to respond? Are, you, yeah. are we going to be bold enough to yeah. respond to the evil around us and to the falsehood around us and be bold for the repercussion that will come to us right. Right. and stand for the sake of Christ? Yeah, Can um, I, <clears throat> I just want to bring this home to the American culture. Um, you guys at Bartlett are involved with uh, rescuing yeah. children here as well yeah. from mm -hmm. the sex trade. Yeah. And um, uh, do you want to sp speak to that? I mean, that's going yeah. on in our culture, and we don't even know that's going oh, on. It's all over the place. I mean, Rahab's Daughters is an incredible organization, and the opportunity to partner with them and, and to watch just the women and children who are just trapped. I mean, literally yeah. trapped and have no way out. And um, But this is where, I mean, years ago, we just set out, like, we are going to really hyper emphasize our mission strategy to be on um, children, um, slavery around the world and uh, church planning. So mm -hmm. just those three things, but the, the child's it's amazing how children seem to be the common factor in mm -hmm. all of them. And then when you're starting churches, so much of that is about the next generation with kids. When you're looking at um, slavery, so much of it has to do with children. And when you're looking at obviously just kids needs and bring the gospel to children around the world, which is why we partner with Juana and yeah. um, we want to just see the gospel, but you, you grab the children. I mean, the demonic is so smart. You grab the children, you get yeah. the next generation right. and then yeah. you get every generation yeah. after that. Well, I am very thankful for both of you. I'm thankful for, I mean, Craig and I, we get to do this all the time, mm -hmm. but like you come with a very different perspective and stories. And I just, on behalf of everyone listening, thank you for that. Uh, but we have more to come on sermon q a every sunday after our sermons we kind of take some of the biggest questions and we go deeper so thank you for joining us and we got more we'll see you later